was Panzer Dragoon's 16th birthday. And that's why I would like to take the time to make this Mondo Cool TV special dedicated to the entire series of Panzer Dragoon. Here we can see my collection of Panzer Dragoon games. Now, I am missing a few pieces, especially the uh, most significant game in the series, Panzer Dragoon Saga, which I have played through <laughs> um, dubious means. But... This is pretty much the entire uh, collection, minus a few pieces, like Saga, Panzer Dragoon Mini, and Panzer Dragoon R-Zone for the ill-fated R-Zone console. First, I'd like to take a look at the original game, Panzer Dragoon. Thousands of years have passed since a once-thriving human civilization perished in the dust. Time goes by, passing their existence in fear of the ever-present shadow of cybergenetic warfare, the few remaining human beings struggle to regain the power that they have lost. With the desolate future, the people look to their past for a glint of hope. Excavations at an ancient tower have provided the people with a deadly arsenal, now turned upon their foes. This power has created strife amongst surrounding nations, all struggling against each other and the evil forces of a dark dragon. The fate of the world rests on the wings of an armored blue dragon.
This is episode zero of Panzer Dragoon. This game was released in May 11th, 1995 as a launch title for the Sega Saturn. And this is actually my first exposure to a 32-bit 3D video game and console. So this game will always hold a special place in my heart. And one of the few instances regarding video games where nostalgia is a factor. And one of the main reasons I bought a uh, used Saturn back in 2006 was because of this series and all my fond memories over at my aunt and uncle's house uh, playing this. And I was not disappointed. Uh, I got right back into the game and absolutely loved it. It kind of makes me regret that I never actually owned a second Saturn of my own back in... Uh, you know, the mid to late 90s. But this is a Sega rail shooter, and it plays very arcadey. It's a short game. It's got uh, six main levels, seven if you count episode zero. You pretty much just uh, let the dragon do the flying while your character, Kyle, uh, does the shooting. In the opening sequence, you saw that the rider of the Blue Dragon was shot through the heart and communicated somewhat psychically to Kyle that he needed to uh, stop the Black Dragon from reaching the tower. But the other things that you'll find throughout this game all revolve around the world and the mythos that is built up in the Panzer Dragoon universe. The opening cutscene with those airships, they're speaking in a made-up pseudo-language, which some fans call Panzerese, and it's a combination of ancient Greek, Latin, and Russian words. One of the main developers was really a big fan of uh, languages, and incorporated that into the game. And that depth and richness that is added to this world with the post-apocalyptic genetic cyber lifeform weaponry is one of the things that really catches my imagination. For an on-rail shooter, this game has an absurd amount of depth and richness to the world. 
just flying over this expanse of blue ocean and looking at these ruins, imagining the society that was once here and fell, just has always caught my imagination. Also, you can't resist the appeal of an armored blue dragon, which is where the title of the game comes from. Panzer, being a German word for a tank, I believe, is part of the concept, uh, having an armored dragon. And then, you know, Dragoon, I assume, uh, referring to the uh, military position. You know, these uh, dragons are mounted by uh, warriors with futuristic guns. And ultimately, this game is simply amazing to play through. It'll only take you about 45 minutes to uh, play through this game. But oh, what a wonderful 45 minutes it'll be. It took me years to get good enough to uh, beat the game. And uh, which, you know, you can hardly see from the gameplay that I've included. Uh, like I always say, once you hit record, your ability to play games goes down like 30%. Um, but this is a wonderful game, and should not be missed by anyone with a Sega Saturn. Or if you happen to have a Japanese PlayStation 2, this game was released in the Sega Ages collection. So if you have the ability to play Japanese uh, PlayStation 2 games, you could also look that up. It's the same game, but with prettier graphics, and... Uh, definitely worth checking out. There was also a port of this game to the PC, which can be had very inexpensively on Amazon, as well as in the Xbox game Panzer Dragoon Orta, there's a port, or uh, in the unlockables, the PC port is included, which is unlocked after, I believe, 15 hours of gameplay or completing the game under specific conditions. Uh, we'll go into that more in the uh, Panzer Dragoon Horta segment of this special. But one of the other things that uh, really does it for me on this series, beyond the uh, rich history that they've built around this uh, world, is the art style. Uh, these big floating airships that just look like they shouldn't exist. They've always fired up my imagination. They just look so interesting and unique. So I've always loved the airships and the music as a whole. All of the music in all of the Panther Dragoon games have been amazing. Some very beautiful music. So definitely, if you're a Saturn owner, check out this game. If you're interested, check out the PC version if you don't have a Saturn, or if you have an original Xbox, or an Xbox 360, check out Panzer Dragoon Orta, because that's really a game that's loaded with a ton of content and value for an easily affordable price. You can pick up Panzer Dragoon Order for like five bucks used in most cases, and it's really jam-packed. Now, the other thing that I really love about this game is the huge epic boss fights. It's not just against airships. You'll find yourself battling giant sandworms, 
other genetically created super mega monsters, and just a lot of really interesting creatures that look very imaginative. Again, it harkens back to that unique art style that makes us such a unique experience. This is really a, a series that stands out for its unique visual appeal. I have a lot of fond memories playing Panzer Dragoon, as that's my first exposure to a 32-bit game. So that will forever be burnt into my memory, into my gaming heart. It's one of the most breathtaking experiences. Such a lovely game to be your first exposure into the world of 3D video gaming. Next up, let's take a look at the Panzer Dragoon OVA. I discovered this uh, while doing some Wikipedia research, and I managed to find a copy of it on Amazon for about two bucks. So let's go ahead and take a look at the Panzer Dragoon OVA. This is the Panzer Dragoon OVA. It's a 20 minute or so cartoon adaptation of the first Panzer Dragoon video game. Now the biggest difference is that it adds this female character, Alida, who is a blind girl that can apparently spot sand scorpion monsters with her psychic powers, maybe? Other than that, it's a fairly accurate representation of the first game's plot. And that is the setup for this version of Panzer Dragoon. This black dragon swoops down, steals Kyle's girlfriend, kills his best friend Dividoc, and takes off. Which isn't quite how the game goes. The game, you, Kyle sees the two dragons fighting, the rider of the blue dragon gets killed, and... 
with a little bit of psychic powers, uh, relays his mission to Kyle, and he knows that he has to stop the Black Dragon from reaching the tower. So, in this adaptation, it gives a more plausible reason, in my opinion, for him to uh, chase after the Black Dragon. So, I find it more uh, realistic that this character would want to meet his girl or rescue his girlfriend than just, hey, stop this black dragon. Not let him return to the tower. All right. I'm not sure what this is all about, but I swear I'm going to get my Alita back. The voice acting is a bit of a mixed bag. Some of the lines are delivered very well, but at other times it feels rushed and very poorly acted, despite having good voice talent working on the project. And you'll notice it when it feels rushed. There's a few instances where the main character, uh, Kyle, is screaming, My Lady! that I found to be particularly hilarious. And, uh... I enjoyed hearing that because I like silly stuff. But so it's it's 60/40. <laughs> like 60% is pretty rough and 40% is pretty good. So, if voice acting is something that you're really concerned about, keep that in mind. The animation I really enjoyed. Now, when this was made, this is when animes first started using computer-aided animation to help so you'll notice it a lot with these Imperial airships where they're aided with a lot of CG. And there's a couple of other instances where there's some CG helping out with the animation. But overall, I don't think it's a major distraction. I think it looks kind of cool that the Imperial airships, you know, the advanced technology that you see is what they chose to animate with the computers. So you know, it, it does look dated. So keep that in mind, too. Now, this could easily be found with a quick Google search. Or you can go and buy yourself a copy of this on Amazon on VHS. There is no DVD version, but I found a copy for $2, and it was about four fifty after shipping and everything. So that wasn't a very big... Uh, investment to add another cool item to my Panzer Dragoon collection. So if you want to check this out, keep that in mind. You're looking at about a $5 investment or through more dubious means uh, you can do a quick Google search if you're into that kind of thing. But that that is something you have to uh, <laughs> look into for yourself. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I watched this two or three times to formulate an opinion before making this segment of the Panzer Dagoon special. And overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent retelling of the first game's story. There's not a lot of story in the first game. There's just a quick opening cutscene where the Dragon Rider gets shot and killed, and Kyle picks up his gun and takes off after the Black Dragon to stop him from reaching the tower. So there's not a lot of story. Like I said earlier, I don't mind the extra character it adds a little more reason for him to take off on the Black Dragon. 
Now, the biggest uh, problem I did have with this OVA is the ending. It's a little bit of random what the hell's going on. But, uh, you know, there's a large section of the show where the dragon and Kyle come to trust each other. So, it's definitely worth seeing once if you're a fan of Panzer Dragoon. But this is not, you know, an animation that's going to be winning any awards. Um, it's not going to be your favorite movie. But it is worth checking out if you're a fan of Panzer Dragoon. Next up, let's take a look at the second game in the series, Panzer Dragoon Zvi. Many millennia have passed since the fall of the old age. People live in Terra, the living weapon created from gene reconstruction. The weapons that humans created have cost them the power they once held. Nations are at war with each other, using excavated weapons from the old ages. Besides the warring nations, the people had their own lives to worry about, day by day. It all began in a small village on the frontier.
Tristana Dan Pascal Vemos. And that is the premise of Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi. You, playing as Jean-Luc Lundy, have rescued a mutant, Kulia, and are riding off for a great adventure, basically. The uh, evil empire has destroyed your village, so you take off towards your greater destiny and purpose. And I can't help but think that that dragon, Lagi, which is its name, looks a lot like a turkey in the first levels. Now one of the most innovative features that this game brings to the series is the branching paths that you can take. Throughout the game you can uh, take multiple paths, and at the end of each level your dragon grows and morphs into a different uh, more powerful being depending on how you play and there are multiple endings based on the paths that you take and the choices that are made while playing which I think is a very uh, innovative feature for this 1996 rail shooter again this title adds a lot of history and depth to the series this is actually a prequel to the first game This is one of my absolute favorite moments in the entire series and will always stay with me. The first time Loggy takes to the sky. And for that brief moment the music stops and you just get to admire the majestic beauty of Loggy's first flight. That was one of the Berserk attacks. You'll notice that there's two bars. The bottom one is your health, and the uh, meter above it is your Berserker attack, which, as you attack enemies, it slowly builds up, and you can use that to take out large uh, groups of enemies or some of the, you know, huge, stunning-looking bosses that are in this game. Again, I cannot stress enough how interesting I think these flying ships are. With those, what appear to be oars sticking out of the side of what might be some sort of hot air balloon type uh, flotation device. There's just something gorgeous about the art style in this series. And naturally, I take great joy in shooting down these marvels of the ancients. As always, the creatures that you come across, as well as the locales that you encounter, are varied and diverse. And I've always loved this uh, episode when you go into the thick forest and have to battle all these horrible cybergenetic creatures. But the greens and the colors that you uh, witness in this particular level have always uh, seemed visually appealing to me. 
I also find the music in Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi to be the best in the series. Well, not best, my favorite in the series. This music in particular, I find to be, uh, you know, especially nice. It's one of my favorite tracks in the game. Now, one of the coolest features that this game adds to the series is Pandora's Box. Which, if you have a save for Panzer Dragoon Saga, this will be open by default. Or, you, I believe, have to beat the game under certain conditions to open Pandora's Box. And as you can see, it opens up this menu, which lets you uh, choose which episode, which dragon style you want, uh, the levels, lives, your weaponry, pretty much tweak the setting however you want. Now, while it lets you completely break the game and do whatever you want, there is the one caveat that it disables uh, the ability to save. The normal game lets you save at the end of each level. So, once you beat an episode, you don't have to start from the beginning. You can start where you uh, left off, essentially. But with the Pandora's box, you can just go in, tweak some settings, and uh, have a lot of fun. Which, Pandora's box does make a comeback for Panzer Dragoon Orta. While I don't have anything to display, I do want to talk about Panzer Dragoon Saga, which is the high, most highly sought-after game in the Panzer Dragoon series, and one of the most highly sought-after games for the Sega Saturn in general. It's one of the more expensive titles. Its price on eBay ranges from $150 to $300 at any given time. The lowest I've personally seen it was $140. And that's for a complete copy, which, you know, you definitely need a complete copy if you're going to buy a game like that. You're going to want to hold on to it and add it to your collection. So let's go ahead and take a look at the most popular, highly sought after uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, which just so happens to be an amazing, amazing top-notch role-playing game. The game Panzer Dragoon Saga starts out in this desolate dig site deep within the mountains. Our young protagonist, Edge, is some hired help guarding the dig site. He thought working for the Empire would lead to a little more excitement and action. His friend, a little more wizened, uh, tries to explain that this is the way you want it. You don't want to, uh, cross the Empire, you know, just do the job and get out. Sauce, no, that's sauce. Oh, 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 oh
caos de Porfresta. ¡Te... te nota! ¡Tanabo! ¿Tungues? ¡Laos! ¡Es el bebé! ¡Yangderes Kremen! ¡Les fruta oficina! ¡Ushé Sengiria Benire! And that is the evil Lord Crayman and his men. He's not working at the behest of the Empire. He's working on his own, specifically going after this artifact, which will be one of the central points of the game. Shot and left to die at the bottom of that cavern, Edge manages to find himself in some more trouble. The world of Panzer Dragoon is filled with cybergenetic engineered bioweaponry. This dig site being remnants of the ancients' uh, super science is literally crawling with terrible, terrible monsters. And this is how Edge meets the dragon. Throughout the game, you will meet lots of interesting characters, battle tons of enemies, all the while building a deeper relationship with the dragon.
eventually you get to name the dragon, which I highly recommend you do because it opens up some options where you get to interact with the dragon and build a stronger and closer bond. I named the dragon Mungo because that's generally the name I use when playing role-playing games. Previously, before this, the game asked you to uh, give your name, and it asks you if you're using your real name. So I did enter my real name, and uh, I'm not showing that here. Now, the combat in this game is one of its uh, strongest points, in my opinion. It, it is not turn-based in the strictest sense. You have the action gauge that's building up in the lower right-hand corner, and when it fills up, you can perform an attack, use an item, and, uh, you know, engage in combat. Now, one of the interesting things is the position of your dragon while in combat mode is absolutely key to how well the battles will turn out. Some enemies have a specific weakness, which is, you know, on a specific location. So you have four positions, uh, north, south, east, and west, where you can uh, be positioned around the enemy. And the, we'll show you on screen, it'll give you on screen cue where the weakness is, and that's where you want to focus your attacks. And likewise, uh, there are places where you don't want to be because you're susceptible to an attack. Now, the central part of your heads-up display there, that green area, is the safe spot. The enemies can't hit you while you're in that green zone. And during some fights, there will be red areas in that, uh, that circle radar. And that's when you're in direct danger and you need to get out of there and either find a spot where there's uh, either green or no color at all because that is where you will want to be. Uh, you never want to be in that red zone. So you got to keep track of that in real time waiting for your action gauge to fill up. So parts of it are turn-based, but the flight and positioning for the most part is uh, real time. So it adds an interesting strategy and uh, planning to the battles. One of the more complex aspects to battle is dragon morphing. Eventually, after a specific battle, you'll gain the ability to morph your dragon on the fly. As long as you're riding your dragon, you have the option to go into a menu. And this includes even during battle, you can do this mid-battle and change the type of dragon you're riding. So if you want more defense, which that's the defensive mode and you just switched back to uh, the all-around mode, you can put your dragon stats exactly where you want it. So there's attack, defense, speed, and magic. So if you have a high magic dragon, he will uh, automatically regenerate his magic points during the battle. The speed affects how fast your action meter, you know, charges your attack. Affects your attack strength, defense, you know, affects your defense stat. So you can find a sweet spot for you that works all around, or you can, uh, you know, go throughout the game with a defensive dragon, and it changes your dragon's appearance. And it's 
a more complex feature of the game. It's something that I personally haven't uh, used that much, except for during a few specific uh, battles here and there. Also throughout the game, you'll come across a lot of different uh, people and non-player characters. And I have a few uh, particular favorite characters. There's a guy that's uh, collecting parts from the ancient's uh, ruins, building his own flying machine and experimenting with technology. There's a character that uh, you meet early on in the game who pops up periodically to give Edge a hand, and uh, I really, really enjoy that character. But another thing about the game is, not only will you interact with uh, different people in different locations, but you can also find different books and read about uh, the history of this world. Again, uh, the depth and richness that this series goes into its uh, into its past is just absolutely enthralling. I love it. I can't get enough of this fictional world that is built around this series of games. All of that on top of the game's epic, beautiful boss fights makes this a highly sought-after role-playing game. It's one of the most highly sought-after Sega Saturn games, and, you know, it'll command prices of $150 to $300 for a complete copy, and it's really something that should be played any, any way that you uh, can. You know, not everyone's willing to shell out 150 bucks for a 15-year-old used game, you know? So, definitely do what you can to try and play this game. It's worth it to add it to your collection if you have that kind of money. Sadly, I don't. This this is my last uh, Holy Grail piece that I'd like to add to my collection. This is the one thing that I've uh, got my eyes out for when I go to the junk stores, when I go to the garage sales and scan Craigslist. This is the thing that, you know, I hope that I have... You know, that awesome story where I find it for just a few bucks, because I'm always jealous of the people that uh, find these amazing games for just a few dollars. So, that, in a nutshell, is Panzer Dragoon Saga. That is what all the uh, hype is about. So, this is definitely a classic and most people's favorite game in the Panzer Dragoon series. While I don't actually own a physical copy of this game, I would like to take a look at the game Panzer Dragoon Mini for the Sega Game Gear. This is a Japanese exclusive, and the emulator I'm running it on is not really uh, handling it well. I've tested other Game Gear games, so I'm not sure if it's just that this particular ROM is bad. I've tried two or three other ROMs and have the same issues with it. But let's just go ahead and take a real quick look to get a general idea of what the game Panzer Dragoon Mini looks like. This is Panzer Dragoon Mini for the Sega Game Gear. Now this is a Japanese exclusive. And obviously, this had to be emulated for me to capture uh, this footage. Now, you'll notice that the dragons are in more of a chibi style or super deformed. 
And this is the only game in the series where the dragons do not have a rider, which is an interesting departure. Now, I'm going to reserve judgment until I get my hands on an actual physical copy of this game. As you can see, there are some severe graphical issues. The enemies are nearly invisible, the dragon is uh, flashing in and out of existence, and at any given moment, about one-fourth of him is completely invisible. And uh, the little cursor where your bullets uh, go is also mostly invisible. Now, I have a theory that it may be the emulator that I used, or it may be the ROM. Now, while I'm pretty sure it's not the ROM, because I tried two different versions downloaded from two different sites and had the exact same results, uh, it may be the emulator, because I'm running this on my Xbox, and it's an emulator that runs Master System and Game Gear games, and I threw a couple of Master System games and a couple of Game Gear games at it, and it played just fine. So, like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually get my hands on a physical copy and play it on an actual Game Gear and see what happens. Part of the way through, I decided I'm not going to shoot anything. I'm just going to let my dragon fly and uh, see how far I make it <laughs> without even uh, touching the controls. And that's when I got a pretty nice little surprise. And that surprise was, I made it to the end of the level and to the first boss. And as you see, the graphics cleared up a lot, and now, it's a very playable game. If the entire game was like this, I would absolutely love it. So, based on my limited experience, uh, I see that there's potential for this to have been a really great game. The first part of the level plays just like Space Harrier or uh, Afterburner, kind of, and, you know, other Sega classics. But with the graphical issues that I was having, uh, it was just absolutely awful. But if the entire game was crystal clear like this is, I, I would actually really quite enjoy it. And we go back to the next level, and it's more graphical issues. So, yeah, I can't give a solid opinion one way or the other until I play the actual game. So I just wanted to show this off since this is one of the uh, lesser known Panzer Dragoon titles in the series. You know, this is only a Japanese release for the game here, which, you know, from what I understand, Sega at that specific time wasn't uh, the most popular, you know, console manufacturer, but this is a promising title, and if it weren't for these, you know, terrible issues, I would really enjoy this game, but based on what I've seen from the simulated version, eh. Next up, let's take a look at the last game in the series, Panzer Dragoon Orta for the Xbox. This is one of the most content-filled games in the series next to Panzer Dragoon Saga. Despite still being a rail shooter and a return to form, this game manages to pack in tons and tons of content, so let's take a closer look at some of that.
Panzer Dragoon Orta returns the series to its roots as a rail shooter. And this is by far the most visually stunning game. And when I fired this up for the first time a year or two ago, I was really taken aback by how beautiful this game still is. This is an absolutely gorgeous visual treat. I enjoy looking at the graphics in this game. The colors are so vibrant and uh, even on this darker level in the beginning, there's still a lot of colors and uh, gorgeous artwork to uh, be enjoyed. I, I find the graphics to be quite stunning. The cutscenes are top-notch. They are... I think they hold up today very well, and this is an older Xbox game. This is just an absolutely, tr absolutely stunning treat for the eyes. Uh, with this game, though, you get a very stiff challenge, even on the easier settings. On normal mode, you're going to have a hard time, and you're probably going to die a lot. I uh, had to play through this game on easy to make it to the end, and uh, I still haven't beaten the last boss. But I keep coming back to this game, and I've sunk a lot of time into it, and I've been having an absolute blast. And... I enjoyed the challenge though. I'm looking forward to finally beating that boss and then bumping it up to normal and seeing uh, seeing how that goes. Now, this game has a lot of plot within it. There are a lot of cutscenes and you learn a lot about the character Orta, which is the girl riding this dragon. And the interesting uh, relationship between her and cast members from prior uh, Panzer Dragoon games. She may or may not be a direct descendant of the main protagonist in Panzer Dragoon Saga. Now, you can learn a lot of information about this universe by playing through this game and unlocking the encyclopedia within Pandora's box. There's a lot of interesting information to read there. That's, you know, where I discovered the name of the blue dragon from the first game, Solo Wing. And, uh, you know, just lots of really cool tidbits that I personally geeked out over. I uh, you know, I really like the uh, history and richness of this series. Um, well, the biggest feature that this brings to the uh, gameplay, though, the on-the-fly dragon morphing, which by tapping the Y button on your Xbox controller, you can cycle through different forms of the dragon, and they each have their own uh, unique ability. For the most part, I use the standard uh, version of the dragon, which you see now. Uh, you have the ability to lock on and, you know, the continuous rapid fire by mashing away at the button. That's how I like to play through the game. There's a form of the dragon where it looks a little more defensive, but its boost gauge is enabled by one, so if you're flying around a boss, you can reposition yourself uh, a little more easily by having that extra you know, that extra bar on that meter. But it also gives you a, basically a homing gunfire. It has a really big aiming reticule that takes up, you know, 70% of the screen. And anything within that area, uh, you'll fire upon. But it's all weaker attacks. And then there's the other form of the dragon, which I have very little experience with. I've really only uh, swapped between the two forms. I believe it might be a little more powerful, but uh, for the most part I use the well-rounded 
and the lock on fire. Sometimes there's uh, just certain situations when like there's a huge barrage of missiles coming at you where you don't need a powerful attack. Or, like I said, repositioning yourself on around a boss that, uh, you know, moves around the play field a lot. So you have to use that element of strategy to position yourself. Now, one of the other things I really enjoy about this game in general is the Pandora's box and all of the features that it includes. Now, this is uh, the encyclopedia, and there's a couple of different topics you can look into. Uh, you can look into the general world and the history, uh, read about, you know, morphing, uh, you know, the different modes of the dragon in this game, the various uh, historical aspects of the trilogy on the Sega Saturn, and just all in all, interesting stuff to read if you like these games and really want to uh, know more. You can also unlock other missions. This particular mission you get to uh, take control of Mobo, which is one of the most interesting characters you meet throughout the game. Uh, early on you team up with him and you go to his village and Orta discovers what it is to live life and to have fun and to be happy and all that and uh, you take to the skies with Mobo and his uh, fellow uh, warriors, and you battle the Empire, and, you know, you're led to believe that uh, something bad may have happened to Mobo, but here it is, Mission 2, you get to uh, pick up from that point in the story, and uh, I really enjoyed this. It was a really nice surprise when I first uh, started poking around Pandora's box and seeing what was in there. Now... Like I said, this is a challenging game, and to unlock everything the uh, difficult way takes a long time and a lot of skill. This is a very difficult game, uh, skill-wise. But However, if you uh, accumulate fi uh, 15 hours of total gameplay time, it will unlock every feature in Pandora's box, which uh, I kind of want to discover what those features are for myself, so... I'm going to keep uh, chiseling away at the game and either unlock them before I hit that 15 hour mark or uh, just, you know, keep shooting things until I uh, unlock all those features. But this game is absolutely gorgeous. I think it's the most beautiful in the uh, series. I would say Panzer Dragoon 2's Vi is a close runner-up because it's also a very uh, gorgeous game. But the crystal clear visuals on the uh, Xbox, they hand up, stand up today very, very well. There's a rather touching uh, side story. This child, uh, one of the children of one of the officers on an Imperial airship, uh, has a rare disease, and he needs these black pills to survive. And the conclusion of the story is uh, pretty touching. And it's just kind of an interesting thing to finally, throughout the uh, entire series, to get to control an Imperial character, someone uh, on the opposing side. Now this particular level, the character's training for the uh, army, and controlling this thing is an absolute pain in the butt. Uh, you like have to tap ever so lightly on one button to stay afloat and then you're shooting with the other and it is very challenging 
And since the game's mostly a rail shooter, you never have to actually take control of the flight. So it's very uh, jarring when you're put in the situation, and then the flight controls are extremely awkward, I found. But it's worth very much worth playing through to see this character's story through to its conclusion. Overall, of the Panzer Dragoon games that are just rail shooters, this one has the most content. Will probably take you the longest to beat if you uh, try to beat the game on hard or easy mode. And it also has the. Uh, I felt it has more story than the first two games. So this, it's also the easiest to find. You can get this for about five bucks on the Xbox, and. Uh, it plays very nicely and looks gorgeous uh, on your Xbox 360. So, definitely, if you're at all curious about this series, this is a good place to start.